0: Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.
1: Hey, everybody. Thanks again for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I'm here with my friend James Meehan, and we're excited to talk to you today about the new series. New Switch series is coming up. So we also kind of want to look back, though, and acknowledge... That last week was Switch Bowl, baby. Come and some on. Of you, I mean, some of y'all did some crazy stuff, and hopefully <laughs> you had a ton of fun. If you're in the Oklahoma City area, there's a solid chance that you maybe even saw a few snowflakes. I mean, good for you. The, our other hope is that you saw a bunch of new students. The goal of nights like Switch Bowl is that we do that, that we see new students come through the door. That, Like if you're a small group leader, the goal is that there's students in your small group that you haven't seen before because friends brought them to Switch Bowl. And so our encouragement to you this week, man, you better make sure you're following up. Please make sure you're following up. Find a way to get a hold of those new students. And if you messed up and didn't get contact information for them, God forgives you, okay? It's going to be all right. But we need for you to be reaching out to the other students in your group and find some information, find a way to get a hold of them, and make sure that kid knows that if they're not back this week, you're going to be super bummed they're not there. So that's important. It's important that we do that well. We don't, we don't just want kids to show up on one night on the party night, but we want to see them back after that. We want to be a part of the Switch family, so make sure that you're making that a priority. As I said, this week for the podcast, we are going to dive into an overview of our brand new Switch series. And James, I appreciate you taking some time to cast some vision around this. This is one of our types of episodes that people really, really love because they love to know what's the heart and vision behind the content that our students are going to be hearing, what's the direction we're going, and how can I be best prepared for it. So I'm going to hand it off to you and just ask that you to kind of lead us and direct us and give us some things that would be even along the way actionable for how we can be prepared.
0: Yeah, so I'm really excited for this brand new series called Learning the Jesus Way of Life, where over the course of seven weeks, we're going to be walking through the life of Jesus as we prepare for Easter, the greatest event in history when Jesus rose from the dead and made it possible for all of us to experience life and life eternal with him. That's where we're going. But along the way, what we really want to do is help our students better understand how to follow Jesus in our modern world. because. To put it plainly, most of us really suck at following Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not just saying our students, like I'm saying us, all of us as human beings, because we are sinners, we are selfish, and we love to take the path of least resistance, doing whatever yeah. we can to stay comfortable and do what is convenient. But following Jesus was never supposed to be comfortable or convenient. It is actually really, really difficult. It is the kind of thing that requires a high level of commitment. But the good news is, is that if we are willing to commit to it, we discover that it is absolutely worth it. And so what we're going to do is in seven weeks, look at some of the key moments throughout Jesus's ministry to help our students figure out how to take the things that Jesus did, the words that he said, the example that he set, and make that a part of their life what I would say is one of the best things you can do to be prepared for this series as a leader is take really good notes during the power to change series that we've been going through on the weekend and even go Mm -hmm. back and revisit some of the messages that we've already covered because a lot of what we want to do in this series is help our students make help our students take Jesus's habits and make those their habits because We really do believe that if you want to make the Jesus way of life your way of life, one of the best things you can do is make his habits your habits. And so as we explore this series, we're going to focus in on some of the specific habits that shaped the life and ministry of Jesus and invite our students to begin adopting those for themselves. And what's really cool is with this series sort of, Overlapping a little bit and following after the power to change series that our pastor is teaching us on the weekend. I think there's going to be so much valuable insight that you as a leader will be able to bring from the weekend to our Wednesday nights. And the hope would be that with that overlap, it'll actually set up better conversations for families to have. Because if the parents are hearing all of this on the weekend, hopefully their students are attending church on the weekend as well. And this is what students are talking about and hearing about and discussing on Wednesday nights. Then when they sit down in the car or on the dinner table to talk about what's going on in their week, that'll set up for even better faith conversations. So that's one of the things I think would be a really great place to start is hopefully take notes, keep taking notes, figure out what does it look like for you to make those changes in your life and then invite your students to do the same. So That's kind of a a, a quick preview of what to do. And then what I would say is if you're thinking through how this series is going to play out, like the first week is going to be kind of a simple primer message. where We're going to introduce our students to, hey, this is what following Jesus is like. Here's an overview of what it's supposed to be. Then as we jump into week two, we're going to explore the event of Jesus's baptism and then him being tempted by the devil in the wilderness, following the message format where there's some message video, small group discussion, message video, small group discussion, and then message video. And for that week, the best thing you can do as a leader is be prepared for those small group discussions. Like when the video pitches it to you in the room the quicker you can take that baton and begin the conversation, the more seamless the night will be and the more effective the conversations that will take place will actually end up being. Then in week three, it's if going to be youth pastor live speak. Go ahead.
1: And that was week two. So week two yep. is going to be the week where we're
0: kind of back and forth. And here's the deal. I'm going to give you a super brief overview of this because in addition to this podcast, you've also got the series guide that gives you a week-by-week, play-by-play breakdown of what's to come. And if you're looking for even more details, that is the best place to go. But once we get to week three, this is going to be a youth pastor live speak that I'm really excited about because we're going to explore the time when Jesus called his first disciples. Then in weeks four, five, and six, we're just going to continue chronologically through the life of Jesus each week focusing in on a specific event, action, or statement that Jesus made. And then week seven, we're gonna wrap the whole thing up by looking at what matters most to Jesus. Spoiler alert, it's loving God and loving others. And that will bring us right up to the edge of Easter, where we will then move into our two-part mini-series for Switch Easter, which we will talk about later. But that is a 30,000-foot overview of what is to come. At the end of it all, though, here's our hope. Our hope is that our students would understand that following Jesus means going where he goes, doing what he does, trusting what he says, and loving how he loves.
1: I love that you kind of give those four things for us to have a takeaway. I know that sometimes when they stretch out to seven weeks, they're, they're kind of our different themes from the first half to the second half. You mentioned that week one is going to be a little bit more of a setup. But then as we get into two and three and four, what's kind of the theme that we could be preparing our hearts for and maybe even be preparing ourselves for? You mentioned to be taking notes on the weekend. That's really valuable. Also to everybody listening, it's valuable for you to let parents know, hey, the series we're headed into, there's gonna be a lot of similarities in that series and the one that we just got to experience on the weekend. So use this as a conversation piece with your student. Like every Wednesday night, Be like, what'd you talk about this week? Because it's probably something you, the parent has recently had to process themselves and it could be some really good conversation. But James, over that first, let's say four weeks of this series, are the specific titles for those nights, are those available?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, you can find all of this in the series guide, which if your youth pastor hasn't sent it to you by this point, make sure to ask them and they can get that to you. But week one is simply titled the Jesus way of life, where we are introducing four big ideas that are essential to understanding what following Jesus is like. Idea number one is that following Jesus is an all of life way of life. Jesus mm-hmm. does not want part of you. He wants all of you. Idea number two is that following Jesus will make you more like Jesus. Idea number three is that following Jesus is about being with Jesus the best part of following Jesus is Jesus. And idea number 4 is that following Jesus always involves other people. If it doesn't then you're not actually doing it. So that's that's kind of week 1. Again, we're going to be a pretty quick overview just to introduce our students to some of those foundational ideas that we will then build upon in the weeks to come. Week 2 is titled Baptism and Battle because we're going to start with Jesus' baptism that takes place at the end of Matthew 3 where as Jesus is baptized before he has cast out any demons, before he has called any disciples, before he has performed any miracles, the heavens open and God the Father declares his love for God the Son. He says, this is my Son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So we're gonna start by helping our students understand that at the very beginning of Jesus's ministry, it was of the utmost importance to God the Father to remind God the Son how he feels about him. And this is really good news because when we say yes to following Jesus, the Bible says that we are united with Christ. We are clothed in his righteousness. We are wrapped in his goodness. So when that happens, God begins to see us the same way he sees his son. So that means when God looks at us, he sees his child whom he loves and he is so proud of, not because of the things that we do, but because of his ridiculous love. And we're going to use that to teach this idea that your view of you drives everything you do. If that sounds familiar, it should, because in week two of The Power to Change, our senior pastor talked about how what you do is based on the way that you think of you. You do what you do because of what you think of you. And so we're covering similar topics and ideas and themes because we really believe they're important. And these are the types of things that really need to be pressed deep into the hearts of our students. And then within that message, we're also going to jump into the next chapter of Matthew's gospel, where Jesus is tempted by the devil in the wilderness, where the devil immediately after Jesus is told by his father who God sees him as and what he thinks of him. The devil targets his desires, and attacks his identity with lies and deception. He says, if you are the son of God, three separate times. And the way Jesus resists the devil and reinforces his identity is by quoting scripture and through giving up something he loves for something he loves even more, because he fasted for 40 days in the wilderness, preparing his heart, starving his flesh so that when the devil attacked his desires, he would be ready for it. Now, this week two of our series actually begins the lenten season so lent the 40 days leading up to easter starts on the wednesday that is week two of this series and so we're going to invite all of our students to take on two of jesus's habits and continuing them throughout the linton season habit number one is reading the bible and that will be the week that we release the learning the jesus way of life bible plan which is 40 days walking through Matthew's gospel. Habit number two will be starving your flesh by giving up something you love or something you love even more. Now, Jesus fasted from food for 40 days in the wilderness where we really feel like students can lean in the most is actually giving up something other than food like for example, screen time. And so what we wanna do is challenge our students for every day of Lent, from the second Wednesday of the series until Easter, to give up the screen time for the first hour of their day so that they can spend it reading the word. So we'll give them the exception of, hey, that doesn't mean you have to give up the Bible app, (laughs) mostly just give up the other things. Spend it reading the word and being in relationship with people they care about. That's week two. Then in week three, we're looking at the calling of the first disciples where really what we wanna do here is kind of have another entry point for new students to be reminded that the heart of the gospel is centered around this desire that Jesus has for us to know him and to follow him. And so we're gonna look at the earliest followers of Jesus and how they responded to his calling. And we're gonna ask our students to examine how they might or how they may already have responded to the invitation of Jesus. And what we're going to do is let it be an invite for those who do not yet know him and also a challenge for those who do to do the work of actually bringing other people to Jesus. Because Mm -hmm. at the very first calling of those disciples, Jesus said, come and follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. When we follow him, we have a job to go out and fish for people. That's week three. It's about bringing other people into a relationship with Jesus. Then in week four, we're gonna look at a line from the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus talks about the difference between wise builders and foolish builders, those who build their house on the rock and those who build their house on sand. The difference is that those who build their house on the rock hear the words of Jesus and put them into practice. And we're gonna use that week to talk about what did Jesus actually say and are we doing those things? Because if we aren't, then we're probably missing out on so much of the goodness that he has planned for us. So that's the first four weeks in a little bit more detail. Week one is an overview about what following Jesus is about. Week two is about being reminded how God sees us and implementing habits that will feed our faith and starve our flesh. Week three is looking at the calling of the first disciples to remind our students that Jesus wants them to know him and to follow him and that we have been called to bring others with us and then week 4 we're looking at the words of Jesus and specifically examining are we actually doing the things that he asks us to
1: Anytime we do a series overview i start thinking what if a student actually applied what we're about to teach them not and and i i think of it <laughs> yeah, from like, yeah. a fu- like a like a little bit of a funny standpoint because even as adults what if we actually applied <laughs> what pastor craig has been teaching Over the last month, like what if we actually were so intentional to apply that? And so it makes me think if I'm a small group leader and I'm thinking of my few, the few that God put in front of me, and I'm hearing the direction we're about to go. The quote that you used that Pastor Craig used within the last couple of weeks was about the way that you view
0: yourself. Yeah. So Craig said in week two of the power of change that you do what you do because of what you think of you.
1: Yes, you do what you do because of what you think of you. I just sat in a conversation with a family last night and had to have a conversation with a kid who did some stuff that they wish they hadn't. But it all came because of what this kid thought about themselves. And it was not good stuff. I'm sure you can assume and understand it was not good it was not what God thinks of, of this kid it was what the enemy is trying to tell them and so you have kids in your group that are just like that that are doing things because of what they believe about themselves I just want you to think for a second what would it be like if I was incredibly prayerful going into this night that the students in my group when we leave the evening would think differently of themselves and as a result the actions in their life would look different because they believe different about who they are. And, and if we just went into each week knowing what's coming, we told you the guide is available. The guide will actually be on this. I'll, I'll put it in the message notes of this podcast if you're listening. And so you can use that guide to refresh your memory and know what's coming, but be prayerful about what's coming. Don't just try to like systematically in your head be like, okay, you know, like I have a plan. Be prayerful, be spiritually intense in knowing that God could do something really, really incredible in the life of each student in your group, but it's not necessarily going to be because the communicator on stage did such a fascinating job. It's going to be because (laughs) God was present and spoke to them into their hearts and possibly because there was somebody who went before them in prayer and made sure that their hearts were ready for it. And so the reason we do these overviews, yeah, it's so that you have an idea of what's coming and so that you know the heart and vision behind it. But it's also so that you can be prayerful and prepared so that you're going to God on behalf of your students and hopefully preparing the way for them to receive it in a way that could change their lives. And so, hey, you guys know we, we love every person that serves in Switch. We love you. We are so grateful for you. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, it means that you're not just kind of in, it means you're all in. It means that you care enough about this ministry that you continue to pour into yourself because you want to be a better leader. You want to be a better follower of Jesus. You maybe want to be a better parent, a better spouse. Just in each area of your life, you go, hey, I just want to, I want to model my life more like him. And so I'm going to be prepared. So those of you that do that, thank you so much. And we know not everybody is listening. We know that people get busy and they forget. I want to ask you to be a chief reminding officer. So I want to ask you to make sure that you are reminding each week in your group me, or wherever you are with other leaders, remind them to be listening to this podcast, preparing for what's coming so that they're not just showing up thinking, you know, I hope it's a good night, but they're showing up expectant, believing God is going to do something special. So, as we say every week, thank you so much for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.